Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I am so excited for this is our season finale of Warriors of Worship season two. This has been an amazing season. And if you haven't already, make sure that you have signed up for the podcast Warriors of Worship. It has been some great topics. We kicked off with Lisa Page Brooks and throughout um, the year, we have had some amazing, amazing people on to just discuss worship and how we can dig a little bit deeper into the word of God and into the presence of God. So make sure that you've signed up or registered for our podcast and Marshetta Parker Ministries. And if you haven't already downloaded Marshetta Parker, My Everything Live, you can find that as well. So again, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. And I am so excited to have this young man on with us. He is a young man that loves the Lord. He loves to worship. I love his energy. Um, and so we're just going to bring him on. We're going to bring on Kalante Gavin, who is an amazing psalmist, <laughs> amazing man of God. And for oh, you so young, I am just so inspired by you. Thank you so much for coming on with us tonight, Kalante. You are amazing. Virtual hugs, virtual hugs. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You are very, very welcome. And I just want to dig in tonight, you know, just a little bit about how we guard our anointing. Um, and I know that you are an anointed vessel of God. And actually, you can just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get in into that, Kalante. I know you have a new single out, new <laughs> music. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me. Shout out to you, your beautiful family, all your thank loved you. ones, um, to your followers um, as well. Um, I definitely family have some new music out <laughs> by yours truly, Kelante Gavin. So head over to all the digital outlets and uh, go and get it. It's entitled The Now Experience. And it's just a collective of great praise and worship songs that I pray is a blessing to everyone uh, that listen to it. All right. Amen. All right. So we're just going to dig right in. There are some of you yeah. who, who started out in worship early. I can say that I knew that there was always a call on my life. I didn't necessarily walk in my call early in my mm -hmm. life. When would you say that you knew that there was a call on your life? I believe, and I hope they don't run, was about <laughs> 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and keyword, you said calling, not gift. Mm -hmm. And I think the danger of our generation is that we think our gift is our calling and our gift is just something that we possess that was freely given. A calling is something that we step into that is married to purpose. And Ooh. so I had to realize between 17 and 18 that just because I could sing doesn't mean that that, that is what I was called to do. Um, uh, the same with the, uh, whether it's a preacher or someone who operates in ministry, just because you're a musician, that does not mean that that's what you're called to do. That is a gift. And I think I'm so glad that we get to have this conversation because, oh my gosh, we have got a lot of people who have, um, misconceived what it is to operate in their calling. And mm -hmm. that is because they don't value purpose. 
And so when you value purpose, you'll value your calling. There are a lot of people right now that have made a great career choice, but they don't know what they're called to do. There are people that's making millions of dollars and they don't know what they're called to do. So I believe God has empowered you to even have this conversation is because there are people that are watching us right now. God has allowed this conversation to take place. It is a supernatural confirmation from heaven that God is thrusting us into season and seasons Mm -hmm. where our career and our calling collide and they're literally meant to to carry out what God is designed to do. And so I I am just glad we're having this conversation because we really got to know just because you sing, just because you play, just because you preach, that don't mean that that's what you're called to do. So so it's really good. (laughs) So no, and I absolutely 100% agree with that. And because of that, a lot of times I um I kind of have to maintain boundaries for myself. Um, and I wonder if you have to do the same when we talk about calling and not your gifting. Because when we're talking about your calling, sometimes if we're out looking at what everybody else is doing and how they're making that dollar, like you just said, then I'll drop what my my real call is and run to do what's over there. But if I know what God really called me to do, like if I know that my call is to set at liberty those who are broken and to break the atmosphere so that somebody can come into the presence of the Lord, I know for sure 1000% that's my call. Um, I tell people, I think I said in another podcast, I said, um, there are worship leaders who aren't artists and there are artists who aren't worship leaders. And we we got to make sure that we understand that. Period. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. That now is so how do good. You, how do you as an artist maintain those boundaries? Man, it is, it has always been my challenge. And I think I'm now at a place in my life where I'm able to balance as well as prioritize both of them um, when it comes to my artistry, and then my ministry. And that statement you made is so powerful. There are artist leaders who aren't, we wouldn't say as our great worship leaders or worship leaders. And then there are those that are worship leaders that wouldn't make great artists because maybe either it's not their passion or they don't want to do it, or maybe it's a choice thing, you know, yeah. um, it could be anything, or they just ain't called for it to be in that, <laughs> that, that sector of, of, of business um, because that, <laughs> was actually my challenge in doing ministry was my calling and my, and, and, and the gift. So I would say this, Marshada, this is so good. That's why we also have to be, I got to put a side note here, careful about calling what we're passionate about our calling. Hmm. Because there are those that are passionate about something and that's still not a part of your calling. And I always loved music. I thought this is my thing. And God had to show me, no, that's a part of who you are. That's not in entirety of who you are. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard as an artist to do business and ministry and allow both of them to take up the same space and still give God glory, still be moved by the spirit, but also be moved by that 20 minutes they gave you on a contract. You know, (laughs) you know, so. So, you know, it's because the Holy Ghost is using me, but you're also subject to the prophet of that house that have given you boundaries and borders to abide by. And so it was hard for me for a while. Like I was, man, when I first started out, I was on fire. I was on fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody give God glory. And, and, And catch this. 
maybe and most of the time yeah i was in the spirit yeah i was accurate yeah i was precise yeah god was using me but the spirit is subject to the spirit Mm-hmm. And so it was hard for me to balance that and know which was assignments and which uh, ones to really be sensitive enough to still operate into the, the, the supernatural, operating in the supernatural and still see lives changed by the gift God gave me while operating into my calling. And so it, it was it was it was tough. It was really tough. But I'm, I'm still still maintaining, still sustaining to practice and discipline myself. Yeah. And one thing I'll say, I always I've said to I'll say this to my worship teams as well. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will be on you so much that, you know, that ministry is in you to go forth. Yeah. But like you said, we have to operate in obedience. And if they said 20 minutes, if they said 25, whatever it was, then we have to be obedient. And here's what I know about God. He's so big and he's so omnipresent that if he has something to say, it didn't have to come through me. It could come through the person yeah. who's going to after me. So it's nothing personal. And that's where I think we also can kind of start getting okay. into it's about me as the worship leader versus it's about the God that's in me. Because the mm. God that's in me or in you is going to transfer to if he has something to say, he's going to say it. Period. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. That is so good. <laughs> How do you remain accountable to leadership? in your ministry oh my gosh this and why these, do you think that's important these are so good this is important because we're living in a time now where we got so much oil that we don't have oil that is submissive to oil mm, and there are so many that we've seen come and gone um there are so many that will uh swarm um, viral sensational uh, ministries, churches, and preachers, because we perceive something to be oil that is oil, but is it oil or is it just gift? And we equate some of those gifts to oils, and now we'll call an internet preacher our, our covering or who we answer to, uh -huh. and there is nobody in our sight in the flesh that's able to pastor or oversee us in a way that says, I don't care how oily you are. I care about how holy you are. And I care about your soul and your well-being. That after you, you serve the church, after <laughs> you minister, after you get off that stage, do your walk align with your talk on Sunday morning? Does Monday through Saturday look how it looks or looks how you sound on Sunday morning? And accountability is what's missing in our generation. Mm -hmm. And I am praying that we have enough pastors that are sensitive too, because this warfare and the tear that's been happening in our churches is twofold. The pew now doesn't honor the oil in the pulpit, and the pulpit has now been running and they're tired because they can't see as far as the back door to see how do I take these people or these gifts or the oil that's in my house and pastor not just their gifts being used for Sunday morning, but mm -hmm. also pastor their humanity because after the oil stops dripping and they go back home, they have to now go to dysfunction, flesh, undisciplined lifestyles, 
um, scents and fragrances that aren't the same as the oil that's on mm. their life. And also know that just because people are oily does not mean you are discounted from accountability. <laughs> We're living in an age now where oil actually dismisses count accountability. And we don't even realize that the more oily someone is, the more accountability they should have. And just because David was anointed in the midst of rejection and his brothers does not mean that he was dismissed from accountability. He still had training. He still had to go through season changes and he still made mistakes. And we're living in a time now where if we're not careful, we will elevate oil and we'll dismiss accountability and open up a whole atmosphere for demonic spirits to take residence in a house that was just full of oil and wondering why everything is so greasy and slippery is because <laughs> nobody has given people the container to say, I know you oily and I know you're gifted, but let me help you out with your gift itself. You need pastoring. You need to be submissive. And understand that a pastor does not choose who they're supposed to be accountable to. It is the member or an individual that choose who they submit themselves to. We're living in an age now where we have given pastors and leadership more power over you didn't choose me. You didn't come here. You didn't call me. When have you ever seen a sheep literally go to a shepherd and say, feed me? <laughs> it's a twofold thing. It, the shepherd has to be also sensitive enough to know when to feed, to know when to break, to know when to call back, to know when to herd together. But as sheep now, we're in a time where we've got to be careful because let me tell you something, Mr. Marshall, there is so much oil in the church that I really think we are missing that just because everybody or gifts are oily or we're in a time now where they're, they're, where God is using them and the hand of God is on their life, we still need people after the oil stops dripping, that in their humanity, we can come to them and say, David, I know you killed someone's husband. I know you slept with someone's wife. I need you to see who are you in this story. And anybody that knows that passage of scripture, you know, David says, this man should surely die. Now, wait, he says, David, you're that man. You've been anointed. You're oily, but you got some jacked up stuff. The Bible says David was so down and out that he literally go with sackcloth and all this other stuff. But at the same time, I want to pinpoint the accountability that David was still sensitive enough to hear what the prophet was telling him so that he could get in line and still fulfill the call that was on his life that was connected to the oil. Wow. That and was a lot. Marcia, no, but that was, that was great because this is the season that we're in. Nobody wants that accountability, but everybody wants to be oily. And you're right. My internet pastor is my pastor and nobody can tell you anything, but everybody needs that. Everybody needs somebody to be able to say, Marcia, you're wrong. You need to sit down. Yeah. Sit down. I need you to sit down for a week. Wrong, like yeah. <laughs> um, get that together. Let's go before the Lord for, about some things. Maybe you need to work on a few things, but we don't want to be corrected anymore. This is just kind of like a season. And, you know, I, I correct my children and I, I hope that other people learn to correct their children. And as we grow, but this is a season where everybody wants to win a trophy all the time. And you have to teach our kids. Everybody don't always get a trophy. <laughs> so, And when I say that, I say trophy. that because they don't want the disappointment of you were wrong. You lost. It's okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, but we're living in a society of that, not just the church. It's the society, I believe, that has kind of seeped into the church. Old mentality. Um, and so I think that we've got to be in um as our church is in prayer and fasting now, we need to be in prayer and fasting and supplication about those things because you know, we know the Bible says that certain things are only gonna come out without with That's fasting great. and prayer. We yeah. need that, it's Absolutely. gotta happen. But you were so on it, Kalante, oh, with that. Oh, that God, so on it. I I always I, I jokingly always say people, everybody's oily, they oily, they oily. And I'm yeah. like, you have to oil. <laughs> has accountability and as soon as the pastor or their leadership gives them accountability then you know we don't want it but sometimes you just kind of take it on the chin you <laughs> like bless me tonight you and say let me put myself together yeah facts <laughs> come on <laughs> All right. So how important would you say, since we're talking about that, how important is your lifestyle? And when we're talking about guarding your anointing, man, you know, many people that's watching this right now, it's really whatever, because because there are so many definitions of what people can say that the anointing is. Um, <laughs> if we really ball that thing down. Man, we understand where the oil comes from in a natural form of an olive, that that olive goes through crushing, beating, pressing, and through the pressing, through the beating, and through the crushing, we're able to enjoy in our pots, in our pans, or on our bodies what someone had the ability to crush and pound through their power. And we often talk about the crushing, the beating, the pressing, but what about the olive's ability to stay put? Now, we understand it doesn't have its own mind or its brain, but if we see ourselves as being oily, we ought to see ourselves as the olives that some seasons we go through aren't supposed to be a nuisance. They're for a reason. They're for a crushing. They're for a pressing. They're for a beating because that oil that's being produced is for a specific assignment and a season. And catch this, we miss that the importance of an anointing or an oil on your life is to operate in the supernatural. That if I'm not operating in the supernatural, can I suggest to you, brothers and sisters, you may be not operating in the anointing. <laughs> because until you operate in the anointing, you will begin to see God move in your life in the area of operating 100% in the supernatural. It is important to understand that lifestyle is a part of that crushing. Because if oil in the natural sense from an olive it comes from crushing, beating and pressing, the most important thing an anointed or an oily person has to crush is not their spirit. It's their flesh. And so if we're not careful, we will begin to feed something we should be killing. <laughs> and that's why if we're not careful, we'll call what's oil gift and what's and call what's a gift oil. <laughs> and so we, we are we are at a time now where even in the body of Christ, we've got to make a separation off of what moves me with goosebumps and what causes me to transform in my mind and my spirit to change the way I live. Because if I come to your church and all I left with was goosebumps and it was a good service and I didn't leave transformed or changed or convicted in a way that make me want to live a little bit better, then I have been to a ministry or a church that was full of gifts and not oil. 
Mm. If, if we are the olive, not only do we have to crush our flesh, but we have to be so in a position where in crushing our flesh, we feed our spirit. We have got to make sure, Marchetta, that we feed our spirit with the word of God. Mm. I I'm 22 years old. I do not know the whole Bible. But when I tell you in traveling the country and being an artist, a gospel artist and seeing other Christian and gospel and just the whole nine yards and still seeing some things today, I'm realizing that the church, we're not testing who we're putting on platforms to see how their word bank are. Because <laughs> you can quote a song and sing what's hot does not mean you are theologically sound in your mind to know or have experienced what you're singing about. And the reason why we can be moved by hollers and screams and sweat and shouts and praise breaks is because we're lacking the importance of what produces oil. And it's not just the crushing of one's flesh or one's life or one's will, but it is the feeding of one's spirit with the word of God that maybe what the reason we're not seeing, Marchetta, a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit in our churches is because there is not enough people pushing the importance of reading and studying and disciplining because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is the rhema word of God. That's the, 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 the word that is not written. But if we are going to operate in the rhema, then there has to be a submissiveness to the logos word of God, the written word of God. The mm -hmm. rhema only confirms what's in the logos. And if what's in the logos, isn't made real in my life, then I won't be able to honor the spoken word of God. So it is important that we live a lifestyle in the word, engulfed in the word, endoused in the word, so that while operating in our oiliness, we also get to operate in the word of God being made flesh in our life and becoming real. Because Jesus is the word and it wasn't enough for him to be oily. He had to come walk in the flesh and show us how to crucify it. Woo! On the cross, Marcella, here's the, here's the powerful thing. His spirit wasn't crucified. His flesh was. And yeah. yet we shout about something we won't want, we don't want to kill. We have to crucify our flesh. No, we're in the and you're the same season. We're in the season where it's about me, me, me. We ain't crucifying ourselves. And then yeah. I, I'm always nervous because I'm always scared. Like, I'm like, that's where Satan came from. Like he was the chief praiser. But <laughs> we let people lift him up. And if we're not careful, we're going to be in the same situation. Oh, I can do whatever I want to. I can live like I want to live, say what I want to say. You know, the Adams family, you know, they just want to do what they want to do. Well, we have to crucify ourselves. We have to. I, I mean, Satan gives us the, the, the blueprint right there of what not to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> let people, because of your gifting, you will end up in the same spot. And see, Miss Marshall, that's so good. That's why we have to be, and this is another important thing, not just you individually knowing that, but also who's around you. Because many people, and you're you're older than me in a beautiful age. We're not gonna touch that, but you are amazing, <laughs> right? Which means you have seen people come and gone that was oily and gifted, but because they lacked people around them that value that oil and them they ended up going another route. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and in order for us to operate in our calling 
and 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 be anointed, operating our anointing and what God has given us, then we have to make sure. Oh, the camera, Ashley. We have to make sure. Sorry, y'all. We good? Okay. So we have to make sure that who we're around don't just value. Woo! I'm about to touch this thing. My my humanity, but my spirituality. Mm. And there are so many people that are so familiar. One of the reasons why many people that are watching us, their oil is not flowing is because who's around them is blocking that river to flow because of the spirit of familiarity. I don't honor you because I, oh, Jesus, I only see you as my cousin, see you as just my wife, see you as just my brother. No, I'm more than that. I am a spirit living in a body that possesses a soul that's in the earth to be an ant and for the oil to flow in my life for another life to be transferred and if all you see me as is just your brother and your cousin and whoever then you will <laughs> miss what God is doing in my life to also assist you for what he's doing in your life right. so we have to value that oil enough to not allow certain you know connections that's unhealthy oh that's unhealthy get in the way of the anointing flowing like it needs to flow Mm. Yeah, it's so good. And I'm oh, gonna go back to you. you being 22. That still is amazing that you have the oh, guy has given you this much wisdom. So that God. I feel is a supernatural wisdom that I think that God just gives to you to understand that because you know some people have to go through the process and get through that and get to it and yes. understand and yes, you know, have to be hit, hit over the head. But some of us don't want to yes, get hit over the head all the time. Right, Let me, right. <laughs> yeah, Lord, absolutely. Um, so but no, so, so, so true. And you have to be careful of who's, you're right. Who's in your circle, who you listening to, who you yeah. talking to, who's seeping that spirit that's within you. Those are things are all very, very important when we're talking yes, about guarding your anointing, you know, sometimes being in the wrong spaces. My parents used to say, um, when I was growing up, evil communication corrupts good manners. I didn't understand Absolutely. that. Me either. That's so good. The more you keep seeing someone do something over and over and yeah, you were the good girl, you were the good girl, but everybody around you is doing this, this and this. Yeah, you were the good uh, artist on the road, but you see everybody else dipping and dabbing, dipping and dabbing. Mm. Oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And before long you say, oh, well, God's still moving. I can still make people roll on the floor. I can live how I want to live and still do the same thing and get my check. God bless you. Mm. Uh, so then we become, oh, gosh. We become, oh, gosh. We become oh, hiding to the spirit. Absolutely. That's now, so once we have guarded ourselves, Kalante, I'm going to keep us moving. I love you. Once we've guarded ourselves, uh -huh. and we've protected ourselves, uh -huh. how do you move prophetically when you're in worship? Man, you know, everyone moves prophetically in a different way. Mm, um, and for those that are still understanding, if we understand the different degrees, the levels of, I don't want to say levels because that sounds like something is higher than the other, but in the different degrees of the prophetic, um, we understand that we have, uh, uh, of course, the gift of prophecy, the office of prophecy, um, the spirit of prophecy, the prophecy of scriptures, um, and we understand word of knowledge, um, word of wisdom, the discerning of spirits, and then we understand that there are other gifts that can make up that sphere of the prophetic. 
Um, and I think everyone thinks that there are a lot of people that, that do, and there are some that understand what I'm talking about, that think you have to be a prophet, speak in tongues and stuff for there to be a expression of prophesying or decreeing and declaring a thing that God reveals to an individual. And for me, I know that it could be either music, musically through worship, um, in hearing something in the spirit and singing it out. Um, other times it can be, um, uh, you know, heavenly language, you know, speaking in tongues. And then from that, that either someone else interprets whatever people's beliefs are or you interpret your own. If he gives you that gift or if you interpret your own, we know that it builds up our most holy faith. Or there are even others who can dance and feel something or like I just said, once again, sing musically. Probably maybe somebody can hear something, whatever it is. It, there, there are different degrees, levels of this thing that, that we got we got to dig out and really teach in our churches. Um, because there are many don't that really don't understand that the prophetic worship is so important because it reveals from one realm into another realm the mind of God to a people, either for a specific time season or an assignment hmm. and what i'm seeing that we're lacking even in our ability to represent christ is we're missing what true prophetic worship is and for me it's some of the time singing but other times it can be writing you know so everybody that's watching us you have a gift and i pray that you're in a local assembly and you're under leadership um that's able to either teach you or get the people in place who can teach you because we got to realize how important the prophetic is, especially in this time and seeing our Bible and the word unfold as well as our worship teams and the marriage between the prophets, the minstrels, the preachers, um, uh, the speakers and the music, how important that is, that it's not the tempo of your BPM, but it's about the sensitivity of your spirit to hear what God is saying, that if we rehearse a thing, if we're unified and, in, and we are in one that God can shift us because we're sensitive to the spirit, then we can operate and do what God has called us to do. And so mine is, it, it ranges, Marcia, and I ain't gonna lie, that thing can go here and that thing can go here. And uh, you said something that I want to touch on. You talked about just my age and how, you know, the wisdom, like it, it's literally what we're talking, it's in the title. It's, it's, it's understanding that oil is not only does oil has a crush, but it has a call. Mm. Not yeah. only does it has a crush and a call, but this is what we miss. It has a cost. <laughs> yeah. Some of the most expensive oils cost. I am 22 years old, but the oil on my life ain't the oil on Marchetta's life because I didn't pay the price Marchetta paid to get that oil. The oil on her life, she didn't pay to give it. Like my oil caused fatherlessness. My oil caused molestation. My oil caused split personalities. My oil caused uh, 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 tainted sexuality and what I thought it was and what I thought was right. My oil caused being gifted and guilty. My oil caused being crushed in a way to where I'm feeling rejected and abandoned. 
abandoned. And while I'm ministering to other people and singing to other people, I couldn't feel what I was singing about for a very long time. Mm. And so we, that's why we also have to be careful in what we say about people because you don't know what Marchetta went through. You don't know what your past is going through. You don't know what the lady that sat by you last Sunday at church is going through. That just because she don't have a mic and a pulpit and she's on stage does not mean she's she's not oily. No, she is. You just have been, you have not been made aware of the cost on her life. And so just all of you been saying, man, I think the prophetic worship, knowing that these things cost me, Man, they have a price tag on it. And if we are not willing to pay the price, we're not able to operate in what God has called us to operate into. Ooh, that is so good. And you're so right. And I just kind of wanted to double back on one thing that you said. That just because yeah. you don't have a mic does not mean that you are not anointed. Come on. Um, I can remember um, probably being in my mid-20s. I remember going to church. I actually went to Greater Emmanuel and a lady met me at the door. She never said much of anything. She always spoke. But when I tell you this lady hugged me one day and yeah. I don't know, and I'm not a hugger, but when I <laughs> yeah. tell you some stuff, I, I, the Holy Ghost <laughs> broke some things up in me that tells me God gifts us with different things. There are different people in my church that are gifted with mm-hmm. different things and they may never hold a mic. And so that's never like a lot of times we, while we're talking about warriors of worship, that also means that lay member who has an anointing or a gift on their life. Maybe you're gifted yeah. for the homeless to make them feel that they're not dejected. Oh, good. There are people that are gifted for that. That's their gift. That's their call. And so um, I just think that those so things are vitally, vitally important. They see us because we have a mic, um, but there's so many, so many, many more people in the kingdom that are just as important, if not um, on the same, you know, on the same wavelength, you know, that I think that are important when it comes to gifting and anointing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so no, good. everything that you said was absolutely amazing. So you don't know what people have gone through, but one thing we can't take for granted, we can't take for granted leadership. Leadership is extremely important. When it comes to guarding your anointing, you, we just can't be out here willy dilly and just doing our own things. Some of the people that I look up to, um, especially some industry people I look up to are people who are grounded in their ministries. You know, sometimes, sometimes as an artist or a worship leader, I can't be on payroll at my church for, for worship. I need to be right to receive. <laughs> right. No, that's so good. Sometimes you, that. yeah. the paycheck, you don't care what the pastor got to say. I'm getting Come my on. check and I'm going to do what you want me to do when it comes to worship and keep these people excited. Um, but sometimes you need to be under great leadership. And I think that was one of the so things Dante, that I really, really, really got out of this tonight. Um, and so this is absolutely amazing. This Thank you awesome. so much for dropping in. This is actually our oh. season finale tonight of Warriors of Worship season two, you know, um, and we have had some amazing ministers of music on Man. and say just your knowledge and your gifting. I think it can help someone. The Bible says that we overcome by the words of our testimony and the Come word on. of the Lamb. And so when yeah. we talk about it, when we talk about being crushed, when you say, yeah, I have this gift, but you don't know what it costs me. Um, this is good. It costs me a lot. Woo. So although 
your gift really didn't cost you. Your anointing is what cost you because there are That's a million good. people who are gifting. Yeah. But your anointing that breaks yokes and destroys those yokes, those things are going to cost you. And a lot of people, you know, they don't want to pay the price or they want, um, what do you say? I want the, They want the glory, but not the story behind it. Yeah. The story behind it. Um, so... I thank you for dropping in tonight or for this little chat. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I really, really appreciate your ministry awesome. and your time. And of course, when you came here to Victoria's Praise, you rocked us out. You brought us into the presence of God. Really and I just want to say thank you again um, for your time. And thank you all for joining us this evening for Warriors of Worship. Come on, tell you guys anything before we leave? No, I love y'all so much. Thank y'all so much for having me, man. <laughs> Family, if you're watching me, go and subscribe to my YouTube channel at I am Kelante Gavin. If you're not following me, I'm telling y'all got some great content coming out. It's crazy, my shit. I'm actually, I just started a podcast myself. So I'm releasing Ooh. my first episode next week. So we're excited about it. And it's just going to be super dope. So you family go follow me on youtube at i am kilante gavin instagram at kilante underscore gavin facebook kilante gavin and go get my new music go 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 i promise you won't be disappointed and <laughs> i said i can't wait to hug your neck again <laughs> i love y'all all right praise. love you too thank you again god bless you and we'll see you again real soon i love it bye y'all right. <laughs>